Sweet Billy got picked on at school for things he couldn't change. He tried his best to play it cool, but in the seventh grade, you either fit right in or you don't fit. That's just the cold hard truth. I wish that I'd have been the friend that Billy never knew. I think it's time to come together, you and I can make a change. Maybe we can make a difference, make the world a better place. Look around and love somebody, we've been hateful long enough. Let the good Lord reunite us to this country that we love. Undivided. Yep. Welcome back. You either go to church or you're going to go to Top of the second hour. Today's Road Warrior Radio broadcast. <laughs> it's a Monday. It's a Monday. Yes. It's a Monday with Mitzi. My mom, yes. Mitzi. I think I feel I'm having a sense of deja vu. I feel like I'm, I've been here before. Anyway, top of the second hour, this President's Day. I mistakenly said that in the last segment of the first hour, this last segment. And so uh, once again, here we are, President's Day Monday with Mitzi. And again, if you haven't or you uh, haven't recently supported the network, please consider doing that. RBN can use your help and um, your help is much appreciated. This is a listener-supported network. It exists because of listeners. And so thank you to the faithful listeners who do support the network. And uh, I think I've probably said that enough for the moment. Said it in the last segment and this segment. So moving right along. Welcome back to the second hour of Mondays with Mitzi. This Monday with Mitzi. Welcome. Thank you, Christopher. You're I'm, welcome. I'm happy to be here. And we're not letting our moderate to severe psoriatic arthritis define us. We are not. We don't even really um, know what that is. <laughs> no. Being facetious, you know. Yeah. That's one of those things I think that, you know, sort of reminds me of we don't we don't know ourselves as well as we think we do. We've been told something, led to believe something. But, you know, then you see those things broadcast on television and wonder does anybody really know what that means what that is and what it means and there's a presumption a bunch of bobbleheaded nodding we all know what this is no i don't know what it is and you know what's funny when that happens is the person who comes along everybody nods we all nod because you know bernays knows that uncle freud knows that we want to feel smart and then there's the person who comes along who's honest enough to say no what does that mean and we think we're going to feel stupid when if if we say that but the person who comes along and does that and says well what does that mean they seem smart and honest when they say i don't know what that means <laughs> So we all should just be smart and honest and say, I don't know what that means. I don't know. I don't know what, what mild to. Yeah, I don't know what mild to severe psoriatic arthritis means. But it's pretty sad when you watch that commercial and you think, oh, I think I want one of those. No, you sure. don't. No. Well, I like the smiling people, the smiling paid actor smiling at the other paid actor. I want to be a smiling person. So, you know, maybe I want what they're selling. And again, that I think gets back to or speaks to the point about we um, language that doesn't explain or is superfluous is becoming commonplace. Well, that's interesting. Well, we can't even hardly use normal language. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It is 
It is interesting. So in the last hour, the last segment in particular, I was looking for something. We're getting listener help now. Uh, but it's not, it's not, it's not it. I don't think. I don't think. So is that Herman Ebbinghouse that we're talking about here? No. I'm, there's a term, repeating something three times. I think it's a technical term. I don't remember what it is. Hopefully I think of it. You know what? I'll think of it right after the broadcast ends. That's when it'll happen. That's what well, happens. And I, I know, and I know I've heard of it too in the network marketing business because I know that there have been different scenarios that I've been in that I've I've been made aware of that technique. Yeah. This is different. I think this is a term that most people are not familiar with. We'll see. Yeah, like I said, I'll probably remember it later. Now it's going to bother everyone. What is it? Gracious. I don't know. So we talked about... Um, Mackenzie Hughes remarks, I, the person that I was thinking of, the one place that I saw it uh, on X, formerly known as Twitter, it's twitter.com is where they redirect everything, so I don't know. Uh, still, Luke Wees uh, posted it. He's a, a uh, sports reporter. And he mentioned it. Mackenzie Hughes doing the walk and talk on CBS during the third round at the Genesis Invitational. Such an insightful chat. Mac remains one of the best interviews in golf. And some people were critical of this. I saw somebody say something, you know, that Jim Nance is opportunistic. I wouldn't, I wouldn't dispute that. But this really wasn't Jim Nance. This was Mackenzie Hughes. Um, so I didn't really understand that. But this was the one thing that I found uh, where it was echoed anywhere. And again, you know, it was extremely difficult to find what, the, you know, just the clip that we played. I, I would think it would be everywhere, all over YouTube, all over Twitter and Facebook and, you know, everywhere, but it wasn't. And uh, I just find that, Strange. It's. I would say it's certainly a missed opportunity. I think, but what do I know? It's all mind-boggling to me. The reason that I'm sort of keyed in on this is I think that we are, you know, as someone put it when I was growing up, uh, caught up in the thick of thin things. There's so much stuff going on and i really think we allow ourselves to get fixated on things that if we're really honest with ourselves we know are worthless but we like the worthless things because you know if it gets us whipped up into a frenzy then we think we're doing something but really we know we're not and I think what Mackenzie Hughes is talking about is is evidence of character and uh you know that's what we should be focused on. Your parents' generation I think was uh sort of a model generation for that. People say, well, you know you're putting them on a pedestal and making them sound perfect. No, I'm not trying to make anybody sound perfect. But the fact that they didn't get, I mean, you know, we just didn't have the wild pendulum swings that we have now. And we could, you know, devolve off into or diverge off into any number of different discussions about how that looks. Literally, in some cases, 
but there was a cohesion, a general cohesion with your parents' generation. And they held the line in ways that just were – it was sort of the unspoken rule. I've talked about that a little bit in the past, my experience with it. And it's just interesting, you know, how easy it is to kind of get on the bandwagon of some crusade and think that you're doing the right thing only to realize later that you were misled or misguided or, you know, someone was trying to leverage your zeal in some way or another. Does any of that make sense? Of course it does. Yeah. And, you know, what comes to my mind is that you always felt like you had a rock there, you know, something that you could rely on and depend on. And you didn't have to wonder if it was going to move or, you know, or turn into a, a, a hill of sand or exactly what. I mean, it was... Uh, you know, you you had you had a stability there, I think, and so I don't know if that if that coincides with what you're talking about, but you know, you look back on it, and it was it was consistent and coherent, and you could count on it. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. And um, that in 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 stark contrast to you know some of this crazy stuff that's going on um the world government summit stuff i talked about recently that took place last week the first part of last week you get all this crazy stuff going on these days world government summit 2024 from the february 12th to the 14th in dubai and um, then these things don't make any sense. You know, this is this is kind of what I mean. Like, if you're going to be a mover and a shaker, you got to speak. You got to sound like the movers and shakers. But they're not saying anything. Um, and you know it, and I know it. Right after the World Government Summit. Is it government or governments? They can't even decide. Right after that, uh, last week, February 16 to 18, over the weekend really, uh, was the Munich Security Conference. What is that? Well, you know, we play that fun soundbite. Bill Gates, you know, someone could release a virus from a laptop. They could what? That's strange. That's a strange thing to say. Anyway, the Munich Security Conference was held basically the same week and uh so what the heck and um you know that has some high profile folks like Kamala Harris Kamala Harris uh was there and but you know you look at the things that they're talking about and it's just no wonder people are saying the things that they're saying. Um, I'll give you an example from the World Government Summit. Government or governments? They can't decide. Um, the things that they talk about. From the... Yeah... And by the way, you know, for those who don't know, Tucker Carlson was there. That's a different discussion for a different day, probably. He was at the World Government's Summit. Um, some of the titles of uh, of their videos, um, delivering the UAE consensus from agreement to action. What does that mean? Speaking of Tucker Carl Tucker Carlson, there's a video of Tucker Carlson's visions vision. What what's next for storytelling? What does that mean? A conversation with uh, the founder of Chat GPT that actually makes sense. But then you look at some of the other stuff. Um, navigating urban health frontiers does that mean anything to you? 
digital education roadmap in the SADC region, revolutionizing cancer detection journey to the universal blood test, nurturing curiosity through edutainment, empowering (laughs) communities through digital learning, factory model schools, education re uh, reimagined, Beyond the Sphere of Fiction, The New Frontiers of Science, 24 Hours in the International Space Station. That actually makes sense, but that's also a bigger conversation. Uh, the Ripple Effect of Space Exploration on the Next Generation. Most of it is just very ambiguous stuff. These aren't the best examples. Um, paving the Way for the Future of Urban Health. That's not a bad example. That's a pretty good one. Um, you know, things like that. It's always ambiguous. What does that mean? This one, the question, what government does the world need? Well, that's a weird question. What does the question even mean? And who are these people to ask it? You got so me. It's, pardon? I said, you got me. Yeah. Things like that. Just these ambiguous And, you know, the meetings are the same way. They don't seem to say anything. And I think people are trying to emulate this kind of insanity, not realizing that, you know, there's a disconnect there in in motives, I think, and agenda. And for people to genuinely try to emulate this stuff, they don't. They know not whereof they speak. Anyway, I digress. Well, do you think they do that rigmarole because they're not asking questions? They already have the answers. No doubt about it. Which gets back to, excuse me, gets back to the storytelling. Tucker Carlson's vision. What's next for storytelling? Um. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's any asking. I think it's like the suggestibleist technique, you know, it's the devil's way of putting things out there. Yea hath God said. And to Jesus himself he says, If you are the Son of God. So it's that kind of hubris, basically. Asking questions but not really you know, they're rhetorical questions. Right. Floating the idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. Because, yeah. Definitely. Oh, you thought this was up for discussion? (laughs) Exactly. Which is why they, you know, most people know not whereof they speak, I think. And the evidence is, I think, playing on the face of what we see, like how much conversation, anything that could be construed as conversation is really sociocracy, which is pretending that you're having everyone, you know, everyone's voice gets heard, but really it's a consensus building exercise. What of your suggestions were offered that resulted in any action where we all went away and said, you know what? What Jane said, that was a good idea. Let's go see if we can build something around that. It doesn't happen. So it's about storytelling and, you know, the old adage, um, those who tell the stories rule society attributed to the Hopi Indians or Plato usually. And that coincides in my mind with the, you know, sentiment expressed by Plato, it will be for the rulers of our city then, if anyone, to use falsehood in dealing with uh, citizen or enemy for the good of the state. No one else must do so. So the state has a monopoly on deception. I digress. Stick around. We'll be right back after this short break. My name is John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout 
because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new Ease-Off Drop and Lift? What in the world is an Ease-Off Drop and Lift? Our Ease-Off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the Ease-Off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my Ease-Off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com. And hurry because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. Easeoff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Speaking of crazy things that get said at the Munich Security Conference, there was that uh, the infamous remark Bill Gates made back at the uh, 2017 Munich Security Conference. We've played the clip several times. I would like to play it again. It's less than a minute. Do you mind? Bugs, big bombs. Please welcome okay, Mr. Go Bill ahead. Gates. 
We also face a new threat that the next epidemic uh, has a good chance of originating on a computer screen of a terrorist intent on using genetic engineering to create a synthetic version of the smallpox virus or a contagious, contagious and highly deadly strain of flu. So the point is that we ignore the strong link between health security and international security at our peril. Whether it occurs by the quirk of nature or at the hand of a terrorist, epidemiologists show through their models that a respiratory spread pathogen would kill more than 30 million people in less than a year. And there is a reasonable probability of that taking place in the years ahead. Now, this is also where we see uh, many epidemics starting. Uh, so that was, uh, yeah. That was at the Munich Security Conference um, seven years ago. So uh, the next epidemic has a good chance of originating on a computer screen of a terrorist intent on using genetic engineering to create a synthetic version of the smallpox virus. Anyway, I thought that was I thought that was um, provocative. These are the kinds of things they talk about at places like the Munich Security Conference, and that's kind of what I mean by there's a disconnect. People know not whereof they speak. These are things that normal people don't discuss ever in their whole lives. But then it gets introduced as an idea that's floated, and then all of a sudden maybe people are talking about something that they would otherwise not have ever even conceived What do you think? Well, you know, I think, you know, it, rem it reminds me, I had an old friend <clears throat> that was a gangster and a um, long time ago. And, you know, he always said that the reason that uh, con artists or those kind of people um, feel good about themselves is they always they always tell you they're coming, and if you're dumb enough to not listen to them, then they figure they can still um, look themselves in the mirror in the morning. I don't know if that has anything to do with anything, but it's always just so amazing that uh, people will just come right out and tell you something that is really bad, and you know you don't even you don't even blink an eye, and they go off thinking, "Well, I told them." You know, it's fair yeah. game. Let's go. <laughs> Does that make any sense? Absolutely. I yeah. Know. I don't know if you remember so. my old friend Patty Calabrese. Oh yeah. He he uh, learned me up about that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was an interesting fellow. Yeah, he was. In a, the, he was interesting. In the public eye for a hot minute. Well, they made a movie about him. Mm -hmm. He did go to prison for a while. So there you go. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I can say, you know, gangster in the same word as what you're talking about, but maybe. <laughs> I, I think, I think absolutely. I think that very fitting. You know, it reminds me of Smedley Butler saying, you know, I could have taught Al Capone a thing or two. The best he could do is operate his racket in three districts. I operated mine on three continents, talking about, you know, the military, the military-industrial complex before it was officially that institutionalized and codified, and um, how he was used to create banana republics, essentially. Anyway... We are headed into a break. Stick around, folks. We'll be right back after this short break. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website, by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Health Simple with Colorado Shilaji, Fact Bit Number Three. 
Shiloji is the supreme Yogavaha. Within Ayurveda, Shiloji is the singular substance that towers above all other herbs, herbal minerals, and earth-made adaptogens. Yogavaha refers to substances that have the ability to synergistically make better and carry other substances to its prescribed destination. In the case of Shiloji, most any herb, food, or mineral is amplified with ionic potential, superimposing superior efficacy with increased cellular energy and absorption rates. One of the best applications for Shiloji is to add a drop or two into your favorite herbal tincture and foodstuff. Simply put, Shiloji makes other substances more effective. Look for the Gold Mountain and Medical Symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com. Bottom of the second hour, it really is. This Monday, February 19, 2024, President's Day. We haven't talked about that. Um, anyway, so uh, the movie. It's an interesting, you know, interesting little nuggets that you shared in the last segment. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know. I don't know why I got off on that tangent, but, uh, it definitely fits. Well, it, it was just kind of an association thing. I hadn't thought yeah. about that whole time of my life for a long, long time. It's pretty funny. 
Mm-hmm. I, le- I learned a lot. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Very eye-opening. And so, you know, I mean, it is fitting. This is how the world actually works. And most of us are naive, but this is what's, go- this is what's going on. And it's not just low-level stuff. I think it, you know, one of the reasons that it works so well, like you said, you know, we listen and then we nod and don't think a thing of it when people tell us that they're coming. Uh, you know, most of us think everyone, you know, we're operating on the same set of scruples or whatever. And we, most of us make, you know, none of us are perfect. We, offend one another at times sometimes we make you know sometimes we take advantage of one another or whatever but it's not on some grand scale and if someone tells you they're going to do that it's just it's inconceivable to most people that's that can't be what's happening here that's just not possible and if it if that was what was happening here surely somebody would say something about that that's the beauty I, of it. Yeah, I think that's why it works. I agree. Like I agree. you said. And we keep witnessing it bigger and bigger scale more and more now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is a strange paradox at work, and certain people have studied that and know that too. You know, you would think the more things go in that direction, the more people would be horrified and say, now, hold on a second. But it's the opposite. I digress. I think it's interesting on the movie, the Wikipedia page, there's no mention of Patty. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's interesting, too. (laughs) But the movie's about him. So I, I think he I think he annoyed a lot of people. <laughs> this is my guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was pretty prickly. Yeah. But he didn't really uh he didn't really care. No, he didn't care. He actually celebrated it. Yeah. He was the kind of guy that would get into an accident and it would be his fault. And by the time he got done, he had the other driver convinced it was their fault. I, I actually yeah. witnessed it. Yeah, he's huh. that kind of guy. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. hubris. Yeah, he was he was very, very talented. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I was young in those days, and I don't remember a whole lot about that, but I do remember, you know, as as my recollection goes, he was a private investigator, and then all of a sudden, I think he was, you know, uh, having legal trouble. Yeah, yeah, he and a police officer were in trouble for bilking a little old lady out of a lot of money. And I don't, I don't know if they ever proved it. I, you know, I wish I had pictures of back in the days. He had a, he had a restaurant in uh, Spokane called Sherlock Holmes. And I, I wish I would have had pictures of uh, some of the evenings with him and Paul Mitchell and John Paul DeGiorio and uh, other interesting people that we know would congregate there with me. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Those were the days, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting times. Yeah. So I could have missed the pain, but I'd have had to have missed the ride. (laughs) Yeah. The dance, the dance. Yeah. 
So here's a it's February 19. This is this is um Yeah, we definitely thought they would never end. Julie says we thought they would never end. Yeah, definitely. And who knew? We were warned. Here's a here's a story from Buffalo uh the Buffalo News, February 19, 1965. Pascal Calabresi. Pasquale. Later the first federally protected witness robbed City Hall. Fifty years ago this week, the story uh run in twenty fifteen. Uh Buffalo police named him as a suspect in the gunpoint holdup of City Hall on December 29, 1964. Anyway, and then there's the clipping, the news clipping. So, you know, it's February 19th. That's fitting. I think so. Perfect. Interesting stuff. There you go. Including the news clipping. And then, and then uh, it even includes this bit. The robbery was the start of a chain of events that turned mob-connected Calabresi into a government witness. He was among the first protected by what became known as the Federal Witness Protection Program. Calabresi's story became the basis for the 1980 film Hide in Plain Sight, starring James Caan and shot primarily in Buffalo. So there you go. Yep. I'm aware of all that. Right on. And that's how he got out to the West Coast. That's what? And that's how he got out to the West Coast. Oh, yeah. He decided and to terrorize the other side of the country for exactly. a while. <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> and reformed his ways, except not. Not. Well, you know, if you can get into a car accident and then convince somebody else it's their fault, I guess you can you can justify doing about anything. And I think it's I pretty pertinent so. about the way that politics are going these days. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know, that reminds me of that scene from Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. We play the clip from time to time, but, you know, the strong arming and how it works. And uh, which goes right back to the live golf stuff that we were talking about earlier in my mind and how money, you know, that kind of money expects to get what it pays for. Exactly. It, re- it expects a return on investment. Yeah. And, I, you know, and I just I more and more uh, these days, I really celebrate people that are willing to have courage and persistence and perseverance in different ways. And I know we've kind of talked a little bit about Bobby Kennedy Jr. and things like that. I mean, I think there's so much inspiration in people that are willing to speak up like Mackenzie or people that are willing to keep persevering with something, even though it looks like it's against all odds. You know, the more I go along in life, the more I find inspiration from those kind of people and situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr., he waited for quite a while to enter the political arena, and now he has created his, you know, a, a separate political party. We the people. We the people, which is interesting. You know, and people are (laughs) critical. Pardon? Hello, Kid Rock. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yep. Should we, I mean, we could play that. We could, we haven't talked about Nketchi Diallo. We haven't talked about her yet. Oh, boy. Do we have enough time? (laughs) I saved that. I was going to mention it last week, and I saved it for Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Do we have enough time left to talk about? 
I, the catchy, I don't even know and where catchy. that word came from. And catchy. And so catchy. the rumor is that uh, and catchy is um, what is it? And catchy amore diallo is um, amare. Excuse me. Is um, um, Nigerian for gift of God. It's a Nigerian phrase apparently for gift of God. But see, the trouble is um, you can jump on Wikipedia, for example, and see that there are over 525 native languages spoken in Nigeria. So I'm not saying it doesn't mean that, but, you know, whatever. So, Nkechi Amare Diallo. This is, to me, kind of the poster child of what has gone horribly wrong in America. And we thought it would never change. We never thought it would get to this, but here it is. A young lady who is... um, Born and raised in Lincoln County, Montana, Troy, Montana, and, you know, she identifies as black. And I and I think she really does. I think she really genuinely, you know, this is what's special. My parents went to the ends of the earth to find these special children, and I want to be special too. Well, <clears throat> I agree with you, Chris. You know, I was uh, long gone from... Lincoln County when um, all that was going on, you know, when her parents were missionaries and going to Africa and um, doing their missionary work and then decided to um, adopt four kids and bring them back to Troy, Montana, which is very interesting. You know, I mean, I, I wasn't there at the time that they brought the kids home to to grow up in in a little tiny logging town of northwestern Montana. But population you know, one thousand or less anyway. Yep, at any given time. Um, more <clears throat> in the summer, less in the winter. Um, you know, but I remember my folks, they were good friends with um with Nikechi's grandparents, you know, they they saw him every week at the senior center and, and stuff like that. And you know, I don't think it was such it was such a big deal that people were prejudiced so much as it was odd. You know, it was it yeah. was like they couldn't understand. It's like somebody brought home Alf or ET or something. I mean, it was just yeah. so odd, and they couldn't figure out who who was going to be benefit from you know the fact right. that these kids were coming into this this very different and you know hard to fit into world. I mean, I think. If they would have adopted them and stayed somewhere where it was more, you know, more native or natural to them. But everything about it was strange. And I think that's what my dad would come home and talk about, you know, was that he they just couldn't understand what the benefit for anybody was. And I, I don't know about her brother, but I I think she suffered terribly from it and couldn't come back. I, I have I have a lot of of empathy for her because uh you know obviously there's there's life long scars there yeah yeah it seems so and that's why genuinely i think that really in a sense is sort of emblematic of what plagues us in american society it's a very strange phenomenon and um again i think this all gets back to the stuff that I've spoken to from the beginning of this year forward, that our penchant is um, sort of opportunistic and self-serving in America. We It's in our American DNA in ways that we don't realize, and um, it has consequences – Definitely. So, yeah, I just don't think she ever felt special. 
Yeah. So she tried to feel special. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other kids must have been special because they were different and they got different attention, which why wouldn't they, you know, in that little tiny sure. town? Um, well, and if your parents, you know, kind of however you want to say it, you know, you're here, but your parents go far, far away to get other kids. That sends a message to young people, I think. Anyway, we're headed into a break. Stick around, folks. We'll be right back after this short break. Would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Do you begin to smell some funky little things going on? Let me share this story with you. It's not so much a story. It's something I wrote years ago. Read your history, people. Stock markets collapse on Friday. Bank seizures, closures, holidays take place after business hours on Friday. Do currencies or governments also collapse on Friday? <laughs> Tomorrow's Friday. Will the end come on this Friday, or will the inevitable collapse hold off for a while? The next round of the worst financial crisis in a hundred years is coming, people, and the government is out to make you and I pay for it. And will your savings survive a global banking wipeout? What happens when the U.S. sees hyperinflation? What if taxes soar not only for the rich? Can you survive the stock market tanks? Look, between a stock market wipeout, waves of bank failures, soaring government spending that will lead to hyperinflation and the destruction of the dollar's value, isn't it time that you prepare for the uncertainty which lies ahead? Protect your money now or forever kiss it goodbye. My friends, I offer you over six decades experience of hard asset ownership and knowledge. And I'm prepared to handle the smallest detail in the balanced protection of your portfolio. For as the future of uncertainty continues to blanket this nation of ours, I believe that I can offer you the privacy, safety, security, and possibly some profitability which you deserve. And so I invite you to visit SierraMondrePreciousMetals.com for further information regarding protecting your wealth. Or call me, Jeffrey Bennett, at 602-799-8214 or by email at KettleMoraineLTD at Cox.net for private consultation. Once again, our phone number is 602-799-8214. It's almost Friday. Birds flying high You know how I feel Sun in the sky You know how I feel Breeze drifting on by You know how I feel It's a new dawn It's a new day It's a new life For me And I'm feeling Good Final segment 
of uh, today's Road Warrior Radio broadcast, this President's Day, this Monday, February 19th, 2024, Monday with Mitzi. And, it, you know, by the way, if, if you have no idea what we've just been discussing, we're talking about uh, Rachel Dolezal, who changed her name officially to Nkechi Amare Diallo and uh, is recently in hot water again for uh, lost her teaching job because, she, you know, people discovered her OnlyFans account. If you don't know what OnlyFans is, good. Keep it that way. And um, and that was not that was not uh, something that was conducive to her her career in uh, education. So she burst on the scene uh, publicly during the scandal in 2014-2015 about. You know, being the head of the Spokane, Washington chapter of the NAACP, and she's, you know, a very fair-skinned young lady who tries to identify as not so fair-skinned, and there, therein began the controversy. And then from there, it was, you know, uh, media folks got in touch with her family, her father in particular, I think, who said, no, she's a fair-skinned young lady. And so then the, the mudslinging started and uh, it got ugly. And I think it was George Bernard Shaw who said, don't wrestle with pigs. They like it. And spectators might not know the difference, I think, is something along the lines of how he put it. Well, and if I can just say one thing, I would really like to, I would really like to add that, uh, you know, I went to high school with her dad and I went to high school with her uncle and her aunt. And um, I didn't know her dad real well from high school because we weren't in the same class, but her uncle and I were great friends in high school and we still are friends. And I did actually did her aunt's hair for quite a while here in Spokane. And then, as I said earlier, my folks hung out with her folks in Troy, Montana. And uh, what I can tell you about that family in general is that they are salt-of-the-earth people, highly educated, huge uh, assets to society, you know, to their community in so many different ways. And, um, you know, I, like we were speaking a minute ago, it just, it just breaks my heart that, you know, that it turned out the way it did yeah well that's that's a good note to end it on and we are we're done so there's another Monday with Mitzi in the bag thank you thank you my my thanks to you my mom Mitzi much appreciated thank you Christopher Thank you uh, to the listeners. Thank you to everyone who tried to help with the word. I'll figure it out, and I'll mention it maybe tomorrow, but it's frustrating. None of those were the word. Anyway, please pray for one another and support the network. As always, it truly is an honor and a pleasure. Take care. God bless. We'll catch you on the other side. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on long-term food storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.